Now, at 11 a.m. on May the 6th last year, 2023, many of us gathered in the lounge to watch the coronation of King Charles III in a ceremony watched live by more than 100 kings, presidents, prime ministers, and world leaders, as well as 20 million of us are here in the UK and an estimated 400 million worldwide on television. But there was one part of that service that none of us saw. Screens were erected around the monarch for the anointing. And for this most solemn and sacred moment of the ceremony, the cameras, the nation, and the world looked away. And just God and three people were involved. Charles Philip Arthur George Windsor, our new king, Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and a guy called Mark Hutton from a housing estate just outside Hull. You see, Mark is the retired minister and pharmacist who'd been tasked with recreating a vegetarian version of the biblical anointing oil first crafted by Moses using cinnamon, olive oil from the Mount of Olives, and most importantly, myrrh. I'm not making this up. A vegan variant is now available. But while Mark's exact recipe remains a closely guarded secret, the original can easily be found, if not in Boots the Chemist, then in Exodus 30, verse 23. Take the following fine spices. 500 shekels of liquid myrrh. This is resin. Half as much, that is 250 shekels of of fragrant cinnamon. Yes, the first Christmas did smell like Christmas. 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the sanctuary shekel, and about a hin of olive oil. I have no idea how much that is. But this sacred oil and the blessing and power that it bestowed was strictly to be reserved for anointing and consecrating the king, the high priest, and the ark of, all, of the covenant and all the stuff on the temple altar, the lampstand, the holy of holies. Exodus 30, verse 32. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. You see, Old Testament Israel had mediators, holy kings, prophets, and priests, who as human intercessors stood between God and his nation, his people. And this ritual of anointing set apart each holy person or holy object used in the temple to be in the service of God. During this dedication, through this process of anointing, the Holy Spirit would come and rest upon them, empowering them with special wisdom, divine guidance, incredible leadership ability or strength, and prophetic insight. Through anointing with myrrh, the Holy Spirit first rested upon Moses. And from Moses, some of that Holy Spirit, by the same anointing, was passed on to the 70 elders. And by the same recipe and ritual, Moses anointed Aaron and his sons, who were consecrated to serve as the first high priests, along with the tabernacle itself and all that was holy in it. Both Saul and David were both anointed with myrrh as they were chosen to be king. And Queen Esther was purified and beautified by bathing in myrrh for six months before being presented as pure and holy to the king. 
But each time the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament rested only on one or two individuals and only for a short time or a specific holy task. But throughout the Old Testament, God continually promised that through the coming Messiah, he would pour out his spirit on the entire nation. A cry of hope that was taken up by the prophet Joel, who declared the outpouring of the spirit of God would impact Jews and Gentiles, young and old, male and female, slave and free. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. The epiphany I want us to grasp then today is that while Charles will be sovereign of one nation for one lifetime, it is our one true king anointed in Bethlehem who is our mediator, saviour and king in 2024 and for eternity. And it is not Justin Welby, but Jesus Christ, who is our great high priest consecrated in Bethlehem. Today we remember not a vegan gift of oil from Mark from Hull and poured out ultimately upon only an earthly king, but a gift from the East, which is more than 2,000 years old, but was given to recognize, dedicate, anoint, and consecrate not just a newborn king, but the newborn king of kings. Jesus was crowned, anointed, ordained, consecrated, lived, died, and rose again once for all. And so in Hebrews 7 verse 24 we read, because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Do you remember the two goats from last time? He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. And so it is by this oath, this promise, this saving grace, by Jesus' anointing and not by our own anointing with myrrh, that we each freely receive the Holy Spirit today. Matthew 2 is not about the gifts or the givers, but what is revealed about this child and what that epiphany means to us in 2024. A 24-carat gold plated oath or promise, a king of kings that will reign for eternity, a great high priest who will intercede on our behalf, and a Holy Spirit that will dwell within each one of us forever. No wonder the overjoyed wise men said nothing of themselves, but simply bowed down in worship and opened their treasures.
And so as the band come up, during our next hymn, after we've sung the first verse and chorus, the band will continue to play, and I invite you to come up and accept your own gift this morning. I couldn't get an air fryer for each of you, but I do have some small gold bags of myrrh here for everyone. I say everyone, not Ash and Jess, because I don't want you to be on board a security Christmas special. They look rather like crystal meth. But for everyone else, I invite each of you to take home some myrrh, not as an object for your own anointing, because you have already been anointed with Christ, but as a reminder of a timeless truth that through the gift of Christ, we celebrate that the Holy Spirit anoints each one of us today and every day, an anointing that brings hope, healing, comfort, peace, and strength. It sanctifies us, it sets us apart, and it empowers us to live out our calling as followers of Christ, as holy people. As you take this gift of myrrh, let it remind you of the love that brought Jesus into the world, the sacrifice he made for us, and the Holy Spirit here with us today, who continues to anoint us. And so guided by the Holy Spirit, may we be inspired this year to live our lives as a fragrant offering, pleasing to God as we spread his love and light in the world. We stand to sing number 475, Purify my heart, let me be as gold, pure gold. <laughs> 